0: Welcome back to How To Be A Better DM. I'm your host, Justin Lewis, here with my cohort, Tanner Wayland. Say hello, Tanner. Hey, guys.
1: Hey, (laughs) I hope you guys are all doing great, because I am.
0: (laughs) And uh, today we are actually streaming this to YouTube for for a change, so uh, we'll see how that goes. Uh, But the whole point of How To Be A Better DM is to together learn how to craft better stories for you, and us and our players as we DM sessions of D&D. We all know that one D&D is getting ever closer and obviously the newest installment of Unearthed Arcana Material has just been released, well just, just like a couple weeks ago, uh, but it's been released by Wizards of the Coast for us to playtest. So today, we're going to give you the facts of what was released as well as some of our opinions about those facts. But before we dive in, let me mention to you to stick around to the end of today's show because we're going to tell you how to enter the giveaway that is starting as of the release of this podcast episode, so Thursday the 27th. And uh, I promise you, you won't want to miss it, so stick around. Uh, But Tanner, let's get into today's topic, which is Unearthed Arcana 2 Expert Classes.
1: Perfect. Yeah. And, And some of you might be wondering, what is an expert class? So this is one of the big changes that they're actually doing uh, for classes in general. Uh, they're kind of grouping them uh, in a way that you haven't really seen before. Because I, I think mentally we had this idea of like of classes being like, oh, you have your spellcasters, you know, you've got your more faith-ish <laughs> kind of people, you know. But now they're actually like full-on making them uh, different class groups. Uh, just to tell you what those are. Uh, you have the Experts, which is what they release now, and that includes uh, Bards, Rangers, Rogues, and I believe they also said Artificer Correct. is going to be in that, but but it's kind of like an extra, not core. I don't know if they can consider them core classes anymore, <laughs> but it's kind of like an extra class, <laughs> so they didn't really go into that this time. Um, and then other ones, Mages would be Sorcerer, Warlock, Wizard. Priests would be Cleric, Druid, Paladin. And warriors would be barbarian, fighter, monk. Um, and, like, they'll have, they each have kind of, like, different, you know, focuses. And, and one of the big reasons they're doing this is so that they can have different, like, feat lists. And essentially, the feats are kind of, like, broken up by group. And you, sem- you have some that are non-grouped feats, but the majority of them will be like, oh, it's an expert feat. And so if you're, whether you're a bard, ranger, or a rogue, you kind of just have a shared list like that. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that change, Justin?
0: I think it's interesting, um, and I'd be interested to see if down the road they uh, they add to that list. So there's you know the experts, mages, priests, uh, and fighters. But I'd be interested to see if, as a community, we can come up with other se- sections—not sections, but like. Classification, groupings. yeah, groupings, yeah, classification. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, but those do definitely seem fairly mm, complete, as it were. Um, but I, I like it, and I do like how they are focusing a lot more on feats, uh, allowing you to make a more versatile character and and really expand the the building of your character.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, and I find that like. A lot of what they're doing, um, it kind of goes towards their streamlining efforts and making it easier. Like I've noticed that a lot of the changes have been that way, right? Like when they, and I hear that they're already considering changing it, but when they simplified uh, natural ones in that 20s to being like, oh regardless of if it's a skill or ability check or anything like that, uh, you automatically succeed or lose, even though that wasn't the case. You can tell that that's like them trying to simplify it. And same when they changed the uh, spell, you know, the spell kind of categories. Yeah. Uh, how they went with, uh, what was it? It was arcane, divine, primal. Uh-huh. and And that's like also obviously them trying to make it, less complicated so you don't have like your own classes like list yeah but rather you've got oh, your class pulls from uh, this category or whatever right um, I, I think some people are gonna like it like it's, it's great uh, frankly and we talk about this all the time in our podcast it's great for new people um, it kind of breaks down that barrier to entry uh, of knowledge at least but I think for other people who are pretty familiar and they're looking for more depth? Nah. I'm cautious to say if everybody's going to accept it, you know?
0: Yeah. I will say one thing that's kind of nice is um, compared to other editions, 5e has probably been put online more and so it's a lot more available. Yeah. So if you know, (coughs) you have your standard player who's played 5e and prefers that method, Uh, They can just revert back to having spell lists for individual classes and and treat it like that. And even group those spells under the Divine, Primal, and Arcane groupings. uh, And kind of expand it for their own gameplay. But newer players can just rely on what they're doing now. So I do think they're making it more complex and simplifying it at the same time. Or I guess yeah. they're simplifying it, but allowing for more complexity uh, and s- not specialization, but personalization. Personalization. Good heavens.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> yeah. And so with that, I mean, essentially the bulk of this Unearthed Arcana was pretty much like class breakdowns, right? Like they had um, they had the Bard like how you'd create it, the different, you know, they've got, it's basically most everything you'd need to create a bard. And just a reminder for anybody, like this is a play test. They're still changing things. And so when they have these lists of, you know, spells, feats, things like that, what they're really hoping is that if we find it's unbalanced or just kind of sucks and it's boring, then we got to say something. And they have a survey right there on D&D Beyond uh, for you to do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And and I, I do think that's really cool. And I actually haven't tried playing any of the Unearthed Arcana at any of my tables yet. <clears throat> that's something I, I want to do in the future, but I kind of want to wait till a little bit more is released to, l- like, do that. Um, but one thing that surprised me, well, uh, I, I guess let's just go through the Bardic class and talk about some of the changes that I noticed. Obviously, we didn't notice everything, uh, but yeah. this is what we did notice. So first, bardic inspiration has changed a lot in my opinion. so now you can actually use it as a reaction to <clears throat> heal one of your party members uh, and the way I, the reason why I'm thinking this is big is because bards can kind of be the the thing standing between a character and death if you know they go to zero hit points, and then the bard is like, I would like to use my reaction to heal them from across the room or whatever. I don't know. I don't think that's exactly how you can do it, but essentially that's what I'm envisioning it as, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, in regards to bard, uh, in regards to bard, sorry. (laughs) Uh, uh, Something that some people have been pointing out online is how uh, bardic inspiration has changed. And personally, I think it's uh, for the better in some ways. Um, It's no longer used as a bonus action. Uh, Instead, it's a reaction. So basically, uh, if a creature is going to fail an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, or whatever, um, or what they call a D20 test nowadays, uh, basically, you can just use it as a reaction, be like, hey, extra, you know, roll it five on that roll, right? Which I think is kind of nice. Um, it just makes it feel a little bit more impactful. And I, I can totally see where they're trying to use this because they're trying to make it so you don't waste a Bardic Inspiration on someone who, who may forget about it, may not use it um, because they're just hitting their rolls anyway. They don't really need that extra you know, four or five that yeah. you gave them. Um, this way it's like, oh, kind of a last-ditch effort to save them. I think it gives you a lot more, uh, uh, power in influencing the combat, you know?
0: Yeah. One other thing I noticed, and kind of in conjunction to the Bardic Inspiration, is that Bards now have healing spells that are always prepared, essentially. And this is kind of crazy to me, because before, you know, Clerics were primarily the healers, you know, but now, Uh, a lot more classes are are being healing capable, I guess, and it's with the pushes towards the inspiration and the pushes towards the healing. It feels like Wizards of the Coast is kind of wanting Bards to be more supportive and more versatile, you know? Uh, You can have a Bard that does lots of damage, but also a Bard that heals, which I find interesting.
1: Yeah. one If I had one issue with how they group it, I feel like they're like the groupings don't necessarily make as much sense and you see that especially with bards because it's like if you call a bard an expert so to say when a bard has usually been kind of an all-rounder i would say you know like they have uh they've got spells but they're you know they're mostly support but then you can also do some weird things with them and make them more like kind of crafty and stuff like that I don't know. It feels a little bit weird lo- uh, lumping them in with, with, uh, with a rogue. Yeah. Likely, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be
0: honest, the reason why they did that, uh, or at least the reason why they're in the expert group, is because the bo- the bard, the rogue, and the ranger all have the expertise feature, uh, which basically gives them the ability to add their proficiency to specific skills. Uh, or, or I think it's double their proficiency to skills they're proficient in, like a couple yeah. of them. And uh, I, 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 like, like you, I do find that really interesting because I feel like the bard would definitely be more... Well, I mean, they're not a warrior, or a priest, or a mage. So I guess like mm-hmm. maybe they put it in expert because they're like, <laughs> what else do we put it in, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly and in a big like I've seen a lot of uh, comments on some of the things that they've done uh, when they're introducing these class classes and everything Uh, apparently like they've really done a lot in terms of conditions like like they just uh, let's take the rogue for example Uh, apparently when it comes to like Hiding. You know, typically you do like a s you'd like do a stealth roll, all that kind of stuff. Now hidden is like an actual condition. <laughs> that you kinda of have to like do something to get applied to your character, you know. Almost like sick or something yeah. else. You know. Uh, yeah, I just I think that's just kind of it's funny these little changes that <sighs> you're seeing.
0: To be honest, if I could talk about that, that makes me so happy because like if, if there's conditions, then there's also, like, requisites for those conditions, you know? Yeah. Like, you can't be grappled unless something is grappling you, something has its arms around you, you can't move, and things like that, right? <clears throat> yeah. So the reason why I'm happy about the hidden part is because my, uh, my wife plays a rogue, and she often, as most rogues do, they're like, oh, I use my cunning action to hide on my bonus action. And you're like, you're in the middle of a room that's empty. Like, how are you going to hide? And they're like, well, I want to. And you're like, okay, roll for it. And they roll like a 25. And you're like, well, I don't know how, but you hid in an empty room
1: full of people. Like, You just laid down on the ground and nobody saw you. You became
0: part of the floorboard. And anyway, so I'm kind of hoping that, you know, that I'll be able to clear up some of that nonsensical hiding. Like, good heavens.
1: (laughs) yeah I, f- I feel like people who and honestly there's a lot of people that uh, that make rogues very annoying mm-hmm. uh, for a DM right because uh, they're just very effective in the right hands uh, I think there's gonna be some people who are gonna be mad about that because it feels a little bit like nerfing yeah. um, but but hey you know don't knock it till you have play tests. <laughs> Yeah, other than that, I mean, they've just made so many, like, little changes here and there. Like, I don't even... It's, like, hard to wrap my head around. Like, there's... Like, jumping is an action, and I'm like, how's how's jumping an action? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's very it's very funny to me that they, like, made a specific action. Because I feel like most people just kind of like, oh, it's in my movement. Yeah. I, I jump as part of the movement, you know? Part of me
0: wonders if maybe... Like a lot of people have written into them or like messaged them saying like hey, like what do you do for this? You know they tried to codify yeah. that a lot more. You know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of other games are getting more. Not a lot of games, but like some other games. Uh, specifically, I'm thinking of Pathfinder mm-hmm. Second Edition. Mm-hmm. They added a jumping, like action essentially. Yeah. Um, but they have the benefit of like oh. Like you have essentially three actions, so like in a in a turn, and that could be like you actions or movement and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one, I'm just kind of curious how people f- will uh, feel if like jumping is like kind of a waste of a movement. Like I I wonder, you know, because yeah. it is like it is more of a risk reward kind of thing, right? Yeah. Anyway. Sorry. Well, I
0: mean, hopefully that helps DMs kind of set up dynamic combat situations where you're fighting but you know, the odds are stacked against you so kind of the the idea is to, to fight long enough to escape, you know, and, and there's a rickety bridge and it breaks and you have to jump you know, like, I'm hoping situations like that can be made more and more often because, you know Sometimes combat gets tedious and allowing your characters to try things like that, you know, like jumping onto a building from ground floor and, and kind of getting a, a better vantage point. Uh, I think it just hopefully opens up more creativity.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it will. And and I think that's the the key here. And I'm, I'm really hoping that a lot of these changes still, you know, because they're clarifying things, you know, they're yeah. seeing where they had holes before. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that they are able to solidify certain things while not removing the chance for players to get creative you know and and even if they do i mean there's always the rule of fun right you can always change uh, something in your own uh personal game right yeah Um, part of me wonders uh, just real quick
0: part of me wonders like these two or unearthed arcana like sections have been pretty pretty long and I'm kind of wondering, like, how long is the player's handbook going to be? Because, like, if they keep doing this, like, it's not supposed to be released till 2024. And, uh, I don't know, like, that's a long time with lots of other <laughs> coming, kind of, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, uh it's going to be a lot. <laughs> um, But I think it'll be good in the end because this is the next big edition, right? They're doing a lot more playtesting than they did with 5e. Uh, and... And I've always been—I've always believed that as much as feedback is painful for creators, and I'm sure certain that they're probably like, "Why well, does everybody have a problem with this?" We, we thought hard on it, <laughs> but but in the end, it's going to be better for everybody um, yeah. with these comments. But uh, so, in regards to the Ranger, real quick, you were pretty excited excited about something, or you yeah. were you excited, or did you have an issue with it? <laughs> I forget.
0: <laughs> to be honest. I'm excited. Uh, I do like the ranger class. It is one that I've seen played a couple times at my own tables, and it's always like kind of tedious for the people. Like it's not as powerful as they want, or it's just you know it's just kind of weak. Uh, But in 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 this uh, playtest material, they made it so you don't have to concentrate on Hunter's Mark, which. Uh, is pretty powerful, because basically once you have Hunters Mark on something, you can pretty much always find it until you kill it or, you know, the duration ends. Justin here from How to Be a Better DM. We are weeks away from releasing our new actual play D&D show. It's going to be called Pact and Boon, and we're really excited about it. I wanted to take a second today to introduce the character that I'm going to be playing in the show, Jolland Gray. Jaland is a six foot tall earth ganasi and he has tan skin that is almost the color of red canyon rock He has black onyx eyes and a scar that runs from right above his left eye to right below his left eye He has a large chestnut colored beard and hair and he's actually balding on the top of his head He has a bit of a punch. He's he's, he's a bit uh, portly. He's always smiling Which is why most people actually call him Jolly At any given moment, you can expect Jolly to be wearing luxurious clothing because he was a very successful businessman and he loves the luxuries of society. When he's traveling as an adventurer, though, he wears as much armor as he can. You see, Jolly is an artificer, specifically an armorer. Jolly used to run and own a very successful tavern before it burned down. And because of that, he's very good at brewing alcohol and is actually somewhat of a connoisseur. Jolly hails from the town of Okrendel in Northern Ghast, which is the northernmost country on the continent of Rel, in the world of Calignus. Jolly is a happy-go-lucky person, and really, the only thing motivating him right now is revenge. If you want to find out why Jolly wants revenge so badly, and for what, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pactnboon that's P-A-C-T-N- B-O-O-N and put in your name and email so you can get notified when Pact and Boon is released. Uh, and and you get that at first level. So, like, that's, I guess you know, there's lots of memes about Eldritch Blast being like the only thing warlocks do. I I can foresee in the future, Hunter's Mark kind of replacing that for rangers. So people doing memes about warlocks do Eldritch Blast, the rangers do Hunter's Mark. You know, and and that's it. Um but I think it's I think it's a cool idea. One other thing that rangers also can do now is cast cure wounds, which is very interesting cuz again cure wounds was a spell that was kind of limited to the select few. But now rangers can do it, which you know better or worse it's it's cool, but we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah, it, it should be very interesting. It, frankly, rangers kind of needed an overhaul yeah. uh, in some ways. So I think it was smart that they've uh, made some big changes <laughs> there you know yeah um, but one thing that I thought was interesting and I think we talked about this uh, earlier but the Rangers and Bards uh, they now do prepared spell lists uh, very similar to Wizards where it's like hey you're not like just getting to do you don't just have a few specific spells you have access to like all the spells uh, like for your level right but you have to prepare them for the day, yeah. and if you prepare the wrong ones, then you know it sucks yeah. to be you. But if you, but it gives you more options to prepare if you do know what to prepare for. So that's yeah. that's kind of cool,
0: and it makes sense because like bards, you'd think that a bard would be traveling with books or something to you know yeah. reference. <clears throat> rangers, I'll be honest, I'm kind of curious as to why they did that for rangers because. Like, narratively speaking, a ranger, you know, they're traveling. They should be traveling light. I wouldn't imagine them to have, like, a big old spell book or something like that. But maybe they're, you know, they are primal spells, so maybe they get it from the land or something like that through commute. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think there's that. I also think that, and with us talking about how ranger kind of felt like a more boring class, like... (laughs) Uh, I think that them with prepared spells, it just gives someone a lot more flexibility to play their own style, you know. Yeah. Uh, since they get access to so many more spells at that at their level, right? Yeah. And so I'm like, honestly, I think that's good, especially with expert classes, because it makes sense. The whole idea of an expert class is, is an abundance of skills, right? Yeah. And so it makes sense that the two spellcasters have an abundance of options, even if they have to like be more expert about how which ones they choose right
0: yeah that makes that does make a lot of sense um but yeah like you said i'm really glad they overhauled the ranger class because too many times people are like oh i want to be like aragorn and then they're more like like a sad stand-in for aragorn that can't really do much and you're just like oh i I feel so bad for you you poor poor
1: player Mm. yeah
0: uh, unless you had anything else about the ranger, I was going to talk a little bit about the rogue.
1: Uh, I mean, just final things on the ranger. Uh, Favorite terrain is gone, which, frankly, was kind of useless, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, ding-dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> Not actually. It, it wasn't quite witch level, but yeah. but it was just useless. Um, and so, in, in my mind, I think that was just a good... You know, cutting off the superfluous flat, fat, so yeah. to speak. Um, but yeah, that was the last thing, go ahead.
0: I love it. Um, kind of the thing that stuck out to me is the, the subclass they revealed for the rogue, or, or included, I guess, is just the thief one. It, to me, it sounds a whole lot more like Indiana Jones because like, you could do a lot more about like moving things and uh, you could use items that usually you would be able to. Um, and and it's, it, it seems very much like like Treasure Hunter, Treasure Finder, and you know, very versatile in that way. But that's just my my opinion. I've been watching a lot of Expedition Unknown, so that's probably where my mind is, anyways.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think that, uh, w- which I'd always hope that's the case because they've only really talked about like uh, a subclass per thing this time, right? Yeah. Um, but you, the subclasses is where each gaming experience really changes. And so I'm glad that uh, that Thief has kind of seen <laughs> a lot of that reworking. Uh, I think it's, frankly, I think they're going to need to rework the uh, the Rogue a little bit, you know, yeah. uh, f- from this play playtest, because they're they're making some some changes. That's for sure, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing, and this just kind of reminded me of it, um, just all the classes in general that I think is a big change. So previously, <clears throat> there was a level 20 uh, upgrade, I guess, that you get when you get to level 20. With this, they've actually said that all level 20s from 5e are now something you get at level 18. And then at level 20, you get what's called an epic boon, which is basically like a feat, but like super powered. So there's and there's a whole list of them at the, the very bottom. Um, one is like... I can't remember what it's called, but it's like epic boon of like hitting or something like that. And basically (laughs) in between, like every short rest, you can choose to just hit every time. Like if you miss, like once a short rest, you know, or once in between short rest and long rest, which to me is like crazy, but like, I think that's really cool.
1: Wait a second. So once every short rest, you can just choose to hit someone.
0: Yeah. So like, let's say you've just had your short rest. You go into combat, you swing and you miss and you use your epic bone and instead of missing, you just hit. And then you can't use that until the next short rest or long rest or something like that. But I mean, by, by that point, you're like fighting Galactus, you know, like
1: like yeah.
0: planets following things. So it it's useful.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm just looking through uh... Uh, I just get reminded every once in a while I've played so few like crazy high level campaigns right. um, especially without like 20th level like mm-hmm. uh, spells but like some of these 20th level spells are like just incredible yeah yeah. like uh, like I do love all of the ones that just say uh, true resurrection I'm like that's <laughs> 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 So there's a false resurrection. I, I know there is. Like yeah. there is one that's like it go. It only lasts for like 24 hours or something. But yeah. like I think it's funny that added, added word of truth. Yeah. Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, uh, seriously. It's also funny that they have a uh, power word heal. I love that. I've got to look that one up because I've never looked it up. But I was just looking at the list and I was like because I, I know a lot of other power words that seem a lot more like helpful but I'm like I'm guessing power word heal is just straight up make them healthy completely Right. but it's funny as a level 9 spell I'm like I mean that's cool but like I yeah, feel like he- I'd rather do uh, tsunami or storm of vengeance <laughs> or something right? you know
0: so this is uh, this is what power word heal says a wave of healing energy washes over a creature you touch the target regains all its hit points if the creature is charmed frightened paralyzed or stunned the condition ends if the creature is prone it can use its reaction to stand up the spell has no effect on undead or constructs so bad news for undead and uh warforged
1: dang dang so close so close to being a good thing lol
0: Yeah, that's got to be like a level eight thing, because that doesn't seem like a level nine thing.
1: Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. But um, otherwise, what kind of uh, are there any other kind of final things you want to talk about with some of these changes? Because a lot of it's nitty gritty. Yeah. We're not. We're not going to be able to get into all of it because each class has like some some small things uh, we've tried to talk about some of the bigger like things that for sure uh, that have been done but uh, there's a lot of small things guys and and it just it gets a little overwhelming yeah. you know Yeah.
0: I mean the only thing I would say is like if you haven't taken the chance go to d Beyond and get a nurse.com app for free um, just download it read it read through it and you know play test it yourself because that's really the best way you're going to know what's changed up what hasn't what you like and what you don't. Um, there is a whole list of feats, and I saw most of them are very similar or exact copies of what was in 5e. Uh, but mm-hmm. again, I, I, I imagine that d Beyond comes out with a whole lot more feats and uh, backgrounds, for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I am interested in seeing how they tweak these further. Because one thing that I just thought of was how the playtest played kind of two roles, I think. that we And the second one we're not aware of as much. But the first role is like, hey, they spent all this time thinking up these ideas and they want our feedback. But I think the bigger one is the second one. Because you're going to have a lot of people providing feedback and also giving suggestions. And there's like so many smart, like very creative people. Mm -hmm. Playing D and D, and they're going to give wonderful suggestions (laughs) uh, for each of these classes uh, about like, you know, we probably will even see some new feats. Frankly, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised uh, that are just like cool, period. Um, And we're certainly going to see some more balancing uh, that I would say is probably led by the players. Agreed. um, And their feedback.
0: I really like that. But yeah, yeah. Um, To add to that. You know, like, we all watch, like, Dimension 20 current roll, you know, all the famous Dungeon Masters and such. Um, I, I, you listener, I want you to think about this. The best Dungeon Master in the world is probably unknown to everyone in the world, but, like, their table. Because, True. you know, just chances are they are, you know, there's someone out there better than Matt Mercer, you know, at uh, Brandon, gosh, what's his last name? From Dimension 20. Uh.
1: Yeah, it's uh... It's Brendan.
0: Brendan. Ah, uh, anyways. Yeah, you know.
1: Yeah, I, yes, I know. Gosh, mind-like.
0: Um, but 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 there's... Chances are there's bound to be someone out there better than them that we'll never know of because they just don't want to be out in public, but they're just... And, and hopefully that should encourage you because maybe that person could be you. Maybe that person is you. You know? Like, it, it has to be someone, so why not you? So, if and, I, and I, I know there's lots of listeners out there who have not actually dungeon mastered um, this is your call to repentance you know if you're listening to this podcast you should be at least tr- preparing for your first session and you have no excuses because you have some unearthed arcana for free that you can just go download and get and, and play you know
1: yeah yeah exactly so, so get out there everybody um, and definitely you know download it Take a look, a simple way, if you're confused about how to get involved with this playtest, what I would say is this one is a a lot more approachable (laughs) than the other one to actually like playtest and not just read. Because this one, you can actually like take these three classes and like one of your players, you know, if any of your players are really into this, I would frankly encourage them to be like, hey, feel free to use the uh, the new rogues kind of template essentially uh, and we can you know see how it works right yeah
0: agreed um that's all i have to say about that anything else tanner
1: no i think i think that's good let's uh we got some announcements right yes
0: sir uh listener before we close today's episode like i said at the beginning we have an awesome announcement so as i said today well as of the the release of this podcast episode so Thursday, the 27th, we are doing a giveaway. Uh, those of you who are on YouTube are probably a little bit, a couple days ahead, you got kind of a head start, but uh, we're lucky enough to have been able to join with Dungeon Alchemist for this giveaway to give away a free download key to their map making software on Steam. I personally use this software for all of my online one shots and actually started using it to help make the maps. Uh, or, or at least kind of the, the floor layout plan for my dungeons in my personal campaign. And let me tell you, it makes making dungeons a lot easier because, as I say, start with the map and then you can just fill in room by room what's in the dungeon. And like I said, we have one download key, which means one winner. And the giveaway is going to go from the 27th until the next podcast episode. So from Thursday to Thursday, what we're going to announce the winner. And here are the rules for the giveaway. There are multiple ways to enter and you can do all of them and a couple of them more than once. Well, actually just one of them more than once. So the first way to enter to the giveaway is follow how to be a better DM podcast on Instagram for one entry. And yes, if you already follow, that counts. Uh, So that's one entry follow how to be a better DM podcast on Instagram. Number two, for two entries into the giveaway, subscribe to the podcast, our podcast, and then DM us a screenshot showing that you have subscribed again, that's for two entries. Number three is five entries for five big entries into the giveaway. You have to subscribe to dungeon alchemist on YouTube and then DM us a screenshot showing that you've subscribed to that channel. And then number four is every friend you tag on any of our giveaway related Instagram posts, that equals one entry tag. So if you tag 15 friends, that's 15 entries. Uh, and we're gonna have all of these rules in the bio of our Instagram. So if, if you forget these, check that out or listen to this episode again. Uh, but yeah, that, that those are the rules for our giveaway. And uh, again, I really love Dungeon Alchemist and they're just really cool. Like a month ago, they came out with new features where you could actually import like your mini that you made from Shiro Forge into the software and kind of use it as a token when you play online, which I think is a super cool add-on. But anyways, um, yeah, go ahead, Tanner.
1: Yeah, I, I just think that it's uh, it's great because I, I don't know if you guys feel similarly, but sometimes I feel so constrained by the, uh, by the maps I can find, especially where I do a lot of uh, gaming um, on Roll20. Uh, I kind of need something uh, online that I can actually put in. Um, and, and there's a lot of wonderful options out there. But what I like about uh, Dungeon Alchemist is that you can create something. So you can create a great encounter and then have a map to match that instead of having to find a map and and like kind of change your encounter based on that, right? It just gives you more freedom that way.
0: Agreed. I, I'd highly encourage all of you to check out Dungeon Alchemist during this week and after because, you know, they're just really awesome. So if you do go to betterdungeonmaster.com dungeon dash alchemist, and that'll take you right to their website so you can see what they're all about. But we're super happy to be able to do this giveaway. And, you know, it never really would have happened without your support. So we just wanted to say thank you for joining the podcast our one shots everything else that we do. You guys really are the magic of how to be a better DM. Uh, I actually wanted to give a couple of shout outs to Rodrigo, Steve, and Brandon, uh, two of those uh, were on our one-shot last week, um, but you guys filled out our feedback survey, and, and that feedback has been super helpful, and uh, we would encourage all the rest of you to go to betterdenchmaster.com feedback and fill out the survey, but we'll be back next week with another awesome show and the winner of the giveaway, but until then, let's go ahead and roll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do go to session slash newsletter sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox
1: every week.